Thank you for joining the Roche Republic podcast. In our third episode, your host Adrian Claire is joined by Mr. Ignacio Javier. He is the co-founder of Hubook, a fast-growing company focusing on embedded financial services and a strategic partner of Roche Republic. Hubook is currently building the next generation of financial infrastructure under a banking as a platform model, offering end-to-end banking capabilities to third parties via modern APIs. They enable any brand to either launch a modern financial services offering or to complement their existing services with banking. Embedding banking into offerings outside of the field of banking has traditionally been the luxury of big brands with deep pockets. They have typically partnered with traditional banks, of which a good example is the Apple credit card run on a Goldman Sachs new banking as a platform business. Now, with the emergence of open banking, new providers such as Hubook have lowered the entry barrier for embedded banking and made it available also to smaller brands and companies without any existing financial services capabilities. Here's Adrian Claire to kick off the podcast with Mr. Ignacio Javier from Hubook. All right, so I'm uh, yeah, really looking forward uh, to this episode about embedded banking with our partner Hubook. Um, today I'm joined by uh, Ignacio, who's the co-founder. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to dive a little bit deeper into the topic of embedded banking. We already um, talked about it briefly in some of, some of our um, existing podcast episodes here at Wars Public. So um, this will, will be super exciting to hear from a new fintech player and how they see this market opportunity and how they enable new brands to embed and integrate financial services. And as always, I think it's super important to get some common definitions on what we actually mean by um, embedded banking, banking as a platform, as well as banking as a service. And whenever we say now banking as a platform, we actually mean providers that offer end-to-end banking capabilities, which can be current accounts, cards, loans, payments, via modern APIs to other third parties. And also parties, which is, I think, the really interesting part, can be banks, can be fintech companies, but also um, non-financial brands like telecoms, car manufacturers, um, energy companies, and software as a service companies. So um, this is a whole new world of financial services um, where banking as a platform providers enable new brands or basically any brand to embed financial services. And um, that means you can now launch own financial services offerings, you can complement your offerings with banking, um, and the infrastructure for that is usually now provided by those new banking as a service platforms like Hubook. And um, I think this is very interesting because non-banking players usually embedded banking into their own offerings um, by partnering up with the big banking brands. So that means you always had to have deep pockets, deep pockets that justify the setup complexities. Um, just think about Mercedes-Benz credit cards or um, any um, airline credit cards or more recently an example is obviously the Apple card. And um, yeah, their banking partners are usually the traditional banks, um, such as the Goldman Sachs um, banking as a platform business in Apple's case. But um, the very interesting um, development now is that banking as a platform providers like Hubook now have tremendously lowered the entry barrier for smaller brands as well. And um, by offering banking services as a platform, they essentially take care of the backend, the backend of banking, which is a combination of services required by regulations like compliance, like customer identity checks, like anti-money laundering services with the technological infrastructure that makes it actually possible for the clients to offer banking products. So this is a really interesting time. It's a really um, yeah, dynamic industry, I would say. And um, I would say let's, uh, yeah, I'm really forward to um, jump a little bit deeper into this topic together with Ignacio, who um, joins today from Hubook. Um, Russell Public is the go-to-market partner of Hubook. So we together explore new ways for brands to increase customer satisfaction and get new revenue streams. 
by embedded em, embedded banking. And I would say Hubook um, uh, uh, is a really interesting um, opportunity now to um, yeah get a little bit more information from Ignacio about Hubook's founding story and how he sees this whole market opportunity of embedded banking. So um, Ignacio, nice to have you here. How are you doing? Very good, very good. Uh, thank you very much, Adrian. Uh, it's yeah. a pleasure to be part of this of this podcast, and thank you very much for the invitation. Great, happy to have you here. So, could you quickly explain the um, founding story of Hubook? How how did you start the business, and how do you see this whole um, new dynamic field of embedded banking? Yes, of course, of course. Um, look, uh, Hubook is a is a global platform uh, where you can find. As a brand, as a company, yep. you can find within our platform all the building blocks that you may need uh, to integrate uh, those fintech capabilities into your product or uh, services, right? Yeah. Um, at the end, uh, we are that ecosystem that facilitates that possibility of embedding finance uh, into your value chain. And you yeah. do it through a single API, a single contract, and a single invoice, right? Yeah. Um, so that 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 what 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 we do at this moment at the global scale. But uh, the journey um, it was um, it started already a few years uh, ago. Um, together yeah. with my uh, co-founder Hassan, uh, we we both uh, saw uh, fintech ecosystem as a as a playground to to disrupt okay uh, yeah. at, at, at that time uh, he came with more than uh, 12 years of uh, software developer experience uh, he previously worked for instance at, at rocket internet where he launched successful startups startups um, yeah. uh, and and I was coming from a more corporate background where uh, from PwC or KPMG I could help. Uh, you know, companies within the financial services uh, industry to become yeah. more digital and to launch uh, new products. Um, when we both started, we we knew that um, that there was still room for 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 innovation uh, on, on the financial services um, um, yeah. uh, landscape, uh, and we started by um, going to Bahrain. Uh, Bahrain okay. is, a, is a small country in the GCC area. Uh, yeah. where they just launched uh, a sandbox, a regulatory framework. That means yeah. that the Central Bank of Bahrain, they just uh, open up uh, their, uh, frame, their regulatory framework for non-regulated or non-licensed uh, fintechs that they wanted to start operating, right? Uh, this is the way how uh, countries can, you know, promote innovation from yeah. fintech because then the yeah. fintech does not have to apply for um, um, a license when it, that means cost and money, right? And they can exactly. quickly then deploy the products. Um, our idea there, it was to help them to build up what it was a platform that was uh, connecting from a technological point of view, the, the yep. central bank and the startups, okay? And the fintechs. Okay. So they can, it's not only about regulatory, but also it's about to monitor from a compliance firewall perspective, this kind of, uh, of, 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 of relationship right, yep. with the central bank. Um, it was it was a very interesting project. We won um, an accelerator uh, program over there, uh, okay. and with that experience, we came back uh, to Europe. And over there, we decided to launch 
um, a neobank, very special one, right? It was a neobank uh, focused on, on SMEs and yeah. to help them to um, issue corporate cards for their employees with a strong focus on the spanks, on the expense management. Uh, okay. that, was not, that was not something new at that time. Uh, we had successful models gaining a lot of traction in Europe uh, at, yeah, at right. that moment. But in Spain, uh, still, there were some regulatory um, aspects that need to address it from a local point of view. So that's why we, yeah, we, yeah. Were, we, we wanted to, 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 do, to, to do that proposition. Uh, at that time, we launched that Neobank on top of what we can call an existing uh, banking as a service. Uh, yeah. solution in Europe, okay? And and we launched that, that Neobank, but what happened over there is that we started to have uh, uh, queries or, or our competitors started to approach us and they were competitors coming from uh, the, the, the accounting management uh, yeah. sector, the expense management sector. Uh, and what they had in common is that they had a huge, large uh, customer uh, base, yeah, um, and and they could serve their customers from a perspective of account management or or expense management, uh, but still they were lacking out the banking part of it, right? They they were lacking yeah. uh, the card or the bank account, right, as part of their value chain. So that was exactly where we saw uh, that that opportunity, right? Because we ask mm -hmm. ourselves, how is it possible that <clears throat> uh, we, together with Hassan, we are the first ones to launch such a neo bank in Spain? Yeah. When those companies uh, in the sector of SME finance, uh, they could have anticipated that move because uh, the idea was not new. There were already successful models in Europe, right? Yeah. So what happened that they were not able to introduce what we call contextual finance into their uh, services, right? And yeah. here it comes the embedding finance uh, concept, yeah. right? Um, because for accounting uh, firm or or an expense management firm for for uh, their value chain, it makes a lot of sense to introduce payments, right? Yeah. Or to introduce a bank account. Uh, and then yeah. the user do not have to leave the ecosystem of that value chain, of that product offering, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so what we decided to do is to continue to, ex to explore that topic and, and we quickly saw what were the gaps uh, between the existing banking as a service uh, solutions in mm -hmm. Europe uh, when it comes to serve non-fintech or non-financial uh, companies, right? Because okay. when it comes to, to help a company to embed financial services, well, you need to take into account that they will not have the banking infrastructure knowledge, yeah. right, to build up from a single API, uh, such yeah. such infrastructure, right? They will not be willing to uh, handle a regulatory risk by themselves, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. You will have to take into account that they will need highly personalized products, and at the same yeah. time, that should be scalable enough with their yeah. business uh, case. Um, so. What we decided to do is to uh, then take our experience within the uh, uh, payments and banking uh, industry, specifically in the yeah. infrastructure one, and with the knowledge that we had on launching our own bank on top of a banking as a service uh, platform, we decided to yeah. build our own platform. But what we want to believe is a second generation of banking as a service. 
In this yeah. case, uh, this is a platform where we are building a marketplace, an ecosystem where any company, no matter their level of experience they have embedding financial yeah. products, they can do it very easily and they can start yeah. operating 100% under their brand, cards, bank accounts, and other financial services uh, yeah. as a part of their offering, right? So that's what we've done. We've come out with this platform, which with is uh, global, and you can find different uh, banking partners within the platform um, to, not, to tackle those non-fintech, non-financial companies that want to become fintech. Because we yeah. believe that in the coming five uh, to 10 years, the next revolution is not going to be held by pure fintech players, but yeah. for those players that want to become fintech, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that the whole thesis or, or also investment thesis by some VCs to go into this embedded banking market is definitely that um, it makes a lot of sense for non-financial services companies that have already huge brand equity um, let's say a large customer base, um, a lot of different transactions with their own customers that are already attached to this brand and to the product um, to basically integrate financial services uh, because they are, can tap into this user base and then have pretty much almost zero customer acquisition costs, while at the same time they can get very attractive revenue streams back by integrating banking services. So I think this is this is exactly why, why yeah, this yeah. is why this is yeah. so so exciting because for for. For a bank, obviously, um, banking services are becoming more and more um, commodities, and they're anyways a means to an end. So uh, you, you need a loan to finance a car or to finance new machinery, or you know you need you need um, you need cards to spend money and so on. So so those are always contextual products, anyways. So embedding them into specific user journeys um, from accounting software services that you already mentioned as an example, that makes a lot of sense, right? But exactly. um, as you mentioned, yeah, and as you mentioned before that, it was super hard to do that if you want to uh, launch card offerings. So so what are now the first verticals that you focus on? If uh, what, what do you enable other brands to embed in terms of banking services? Yes, yes, exactly. And and I really like uh, that you, you, you talk about uh, the, the, the user journeys, right? Because yeah. um, 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 within Hubook, uh, for us, the most important is is not um, uh, how I can I can say it. It's not the the, the financial service or the banking service uh, yeah. which is important here, right? It's, it's not the bank, uh, yeah. right? What is important is the customers, yeah. and and this is something that the brands are understanding, and and the brands what they want is to able to offer finance capabilities or fintech capabilities yeah. at the point of need, right? Yeah. So here, uh, the bank, it becomes way less relevant because yeah. it's the brand who will be introducing uh, that payment, that card, that uh, reconciliation or that insurance or, or, or that bank account transfer, right? Yeah. At, the at the specific moment that the customer needs. So then what yeah. we believe at Hubook is that what we need to be able to do is to um, act as a platform, as an enabler for those brands, right? Uh, examples yeah. of, 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 of such a contextual uh, uh, financial services could be, um, for instance, when you pay at a point of sale, at that specific moment, you can have uh, uh, flexible finance options, yeah. right? At the point of sale. Or for instance, you have uh, payments embedded uh into a taxi app okay yeah. 
or um, for instance you can get offered mortgages uh, inside of a home buying app yeah right um so those are what we call contextual services uh, yeah. but from a more b2c perspective uh, at Hubook, we are specialized on the b2b uh, segment yeah. and and here we what we are helping are companies that at the same time are helping other companies okay yeah. uh and, and and here i can i can give you a couple of examples of that for instance because we were coming from uh, the accounting and um and and expense management uh, sector because as i told you yeah. we launched a successful neobank for smes uh in spain uh, yeah. we are helping currently companies that they are doing expense management okay uh, as a expense management company what do you do well, you capture the receipts of the employees, right? And then you create a process where you're going to digitalize those receipts and then you're going to uh, just input them into your uh, ERP or, or, or accounting system, yeah. right? Now, what if that employee do not have to, from a reactive point of view, take a picture of the receipt? Can you imagine yeah. that when you pay with your card, directly you get a push notification and say, please just... Um, uh, upload the receipt or even yeah, better yeah. Um, uh, nowadays for instance uh, through our cards um, this specific use case when you pay with one of our cards um, the receipt is not needed anymore because we okay. automatically generate the invoice for you and you see that is thank you thanks that we are in the moment when you pay yeah. that expenses employee and when you pay with that yeah. expenses employee we can directly generate that invoice so you don't have to take that receipt anymore right yeah um but then also what is possible what is what is positive uh, for such employees that you are empowering him with a payment method a payment method that can be risky uh for uh, a financial uh, director a cfo but when you explain to the cfo that within that card you will be able to uh introduce spending uh limits for instance yeah. you can uh, create a card that will only work from Monday to Friday, from 9 a.m. to uh, 5 p.m. And yeah. it will only work on a specific spending uh, categories. Yeah. And what's more, you can even uh, just limit that spending of the card to specific uh, vendors, right? To specific merchants. So in that moment, you are really introducing a payment method within the whole accounting and expense management value chain yeah. which really serve the purpose of yeah. um, creating a better service right yeah. for your for your customers because at the end just to give an idea uh, there are three main topics that a Hubu customer is looking for to connect with our platform is to better serve the customers yeah. to retain them better or also to drive new sources of revenues from yeah. those financial uh, products yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, banking services are anyways uh, quite sticky. So that's I think that's a huge opportunity for those brands to to integrate banking services more more and more into their customer journeys. And I fully agree on your whole customer centric um, viewpoint um, because obviously those, the, for example, those spend management use cases that you mentioned or the mortgage um, mortgage finder, all these companies they already have very interesting data sets on 
on the platforms already and combining that with unique banking services that come up contextually at the right point in time to solve a specific customer pain point. Um, those brands are in a pole position to really offer very customer centric banking experiences, right? And if you think about it from a competitive perspective, the banks don't have that. They just provide the products, first of all. So, yeah. so what the banks obviously only can do is integrate, like integrate more and more into their own customer journey so they can get access to this data and then um, and then adapt their own banking services. And obviously what you're doing, you're basically um, the product, you're providing the infrastructure um, and the, your customers are coming from the other side. They already have the customers, they already have like the end, end customers, they already have the data. So for them, integrating banking makes a lot of sense and, and might be even easier than for the banks to embed other verticals. So exactly. I think that's, that's, that's exactly where you're riding this huge trend and market wave. Um, and I would I would like to um, uh, directly dive a little bit deeper into um, into the card offering that you provide because I think the obviously cards is a huge trend anyways <laughs> right now um, and not only yes. because of the Apple, Apple card um, but there are a lot of fintechs that are now actually looking at um, at cards um, so yes. Apple card. Um, yes. There's, there's one fintech, for example, in Berlin called um, Vantic. They're doing um, uh, ETF retirement funds um, over a yes. digital app. And they, they recently looked into launching a card. And every time you spend, a certain amount will then go into your retirement fund. Um, there's Vanta, which is a, a Berlin-based SME card startup, similar to what you already mentioned, um, but more focused on growth startups. And of course, then there's Shopify, there's Grab. Um, all of them have launched cards before. So this is a huge trend. Um, what do you think about this whole card topic? And um, does it make sense for new, new brands to um, integrate yeah. cards? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you're right. Um, and, and also, I really like the concept that you mentioned before that um, right now, uh, those brands, they have more and more data. But yeah. what they do not have yet is the financial or the banking data of their customers in real time. So yeah. that exactly is what we can provide also to those brands, right? To start accessing on real time uh, such yeah. a data. So that that that's that's very important for the brands out there. Um, but um, I really like that you ask us for for the cards offering because it's true that from our platform you can access, uh, you can open bank accounts, right? You can yeah. uh, access PSD2 capabilities, so you can initiate payments, you can aggregate third-party uh, bank accounts. Uh, you can also um, uh, embed uh, point-of-sale solutions, right? Uh, we yeah. have the acquiring possibility. But uh, our one of the first functionalities, or well, it was in fact the first product that we launched out there, was uh, our card issuing capabilities. Why yeah. we did that? Because we believe that um, from a card issuing perspective, there, there, there is still a lot to be done. Um, of course, uh, because there is a complexity on the value chain, how it is built for a card to be issued, right? We're talking about yeah. seven, eight, sometimes 10 different providers that yeah. have to work at the same time to issue a card, right? Yeah. And then to process that payment and, and so on. So we saw that there was the most um, space to 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 gain value, right, and to to yep. to be different uh, on, on that kind of offering. Uh, so specifically, uh, we started with uh, debit cards. Right now, uh, with Hubook, you can also issue uh, credit cards or or prepaid. Uh, but yep. it, when it comes to to debit card, uh, we always wanted to see that debit card or or that card in general, not as a card 
uh, as a product, but as a functional uh, capability. Yeah, yeah. For instance, that card at the end is going to be a payment method or it's going to be a, a control uh, a control budgeting tool or it's going yeah, to be an incentive or cashback uh, marketing yeah. uh, tool, right? Or, so so those are the, the, the use cases that we are building around our okay. cards, right? Okay. Um, yeah. What is important to understand uh, with the card is that it's not only a payment method that right you, you will enable your customers to pay money through that card. And it's going to be a fancy card with your logo on it, right? As as I yeah. as I said, you have the example of the expense management where you can really control where the money is expended and whatnot. Uh, there are other other use cases. For instance, we have a a, a customer uh, in Germany that uh, they recently uh, are issuing cards uh, with us that they needed to know in real time where the customer is spending uh, the money, okay. so they can then uh, implement cashbacks, uh, yeah, right, yeah. and incentives in real time. So at that yeah, time, yeah. there was no bank able to provide such a capability of processing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's exactly what, what we are doing with, with uh, those cards, right? Um, but specifically, what we have launched recently is a, is a product that we call an instant uh, card product. Because um, when, when you want to launch any, any kind of card, and of course, we are talking about physical cards, plastic cards, yeah. um, not virtual, right? When you want yeah. to launch a plastic card, uh, it's going to take up to two months to produce and send that card, right? So what, okay. what we are doing with our customers is, is that we have to build up uh, their own stocks of cards, okay? Uh, because yeah. it takes two months. Uh, so we have to build the stocks and then send from that stock yeah. to the, the end customers. Now yeah. we're introducing a concept that is called the instant card, which is a card that within one week, you can already send to your customers. You can log in okay. into Kubook website, ask for your instant card, and that card is going to be ready within one week. How we okay. can do that? Because we have built already uh, white label cards that can be quickly uh, personalized for your specific uh, use case and brand. Yeah. And then your customers can start right uh, using okay. uh, such a card. So that, that is, is very, very important. But yeah. again, uh, if we go beyond to the card, it's also a way to monetize, right? To create yeah. a revenue from that card as a company. Yeah. We have companies that they see a lot of transactional volume uh, that go uh, through their services platforms, okay? But until now, they did not have the chance to capture a percentage of that transactional volume of payments. And I can, yeah. we can talk about, um, you know, expense management again, but we can yeah. talk about accounting or we can talk about um, lending uh, yeah. firms. We can talk about, uh, you know, invoice management. Um, yeah. We can talk about uh, loyalty programs. Yeah. They cannot capture that. But yeah. now within a card, they will, be st they will be able to start capturing that. Because yeah. sometimes uh, what the bank does not explain to you is that when they issue a card, they are going to um, monetize that card some with something called interchange fee. Yeah. Right? If you just Google that, interchange fee is a percentage that Visa and MasterCard are giving to yeah. the issuing bank uh, to promote right the use of, 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 of the cards. Yeah. Um, in our case, 
we share that interchange fee with our customers. Yep. So just to give you an idea, across Europe, we have an average of 1.25% um, that potential it's revenue captured. that can be captured yeah. by our customers on the total yeah. transactional volume of those cards. But in order to give you a specific example for Germany, it can go up to 1.88% of yeah. total um, uh, revenue capture from the transactional volume within what we call the commercial cards, the, the corporate yeah. cards, right? Yeah. So this is a way for our uh, uh, customers to um, increase right, the revenue and create new sources of revenue. Just to give you yeah, an idea, yeah. Shopify, since they introduced payments into their uh, offering, more than 50% of their revenues are coming only from the payments, right, uh, product. Yeah. So that is exactly what we are trying to do with our customers. So they do not see the financial products as um, something to better serve the customers and better retain the customers, but also to drive new sources of revenue. From those. Absolutely, yeah. I think we we, yeah, we definitely talked about about that um, already before. And uh, I mean, there are so many you know non-financial services companies that serve B two B clients and have a lot of them and um, are looking for new ways to, um, or to or to monetize those customer groups. And obviously, embedding cards is uh, for some of them would be a no-brainer to to add more stickiness to the service and to to get those interchange revenue streams that you just explained. And I really like that you go that deep because a lot of companies have never heard of interchange. So, um, of course, on a theoretical level, it, it always sounds good to add payment cards and so on, but to really understand what's what what's the process behind it, that you as a brand can really change um, this or can capture this interchange fee. And, and um, what, another yeah. yeah, yeah. And if yeah. I may, because at the end, we are, enabling, we are enabling you as a bank, right? And that's what we explain our customers. You are becoming yeah. the issuing bank. So now you will have the power on that bank account or that uh, card, right? And that's why you start receiving such a revenue because now you are the bank, but you are the bank yep. without any kind of worry on the regulatory part, on the on the backend side of it, on the yep. customer support of it, because then that all of that is taken care uh, by who. And there is a yep. completely uh, interesting vertical when it comes to card, that is the virtual cards, right? Because- Absolutely, um, yeah. Those virtual virtual cards, we are in, in Hubook, we are serving customers within, for instance, uh, travel, uh, which are using our virtual cards, but also other verticals. With, we're seeing more and more the use of virtual cards that you can also then integrate into your XPay, so Apple Pay or Google Pay or Samsung Pay, and you can also yeah. start paying with that. So you don't have to carry anymore a plastic card with you, but you can integrate those virtual cards for online payments. Yeah, but yeah. also physical payments. And that's also a, a huge trend that we are perceiving uh, yeah. uh, from the, our Hubook uh, platform. Yeah, I can I can imagine absolutely, and um, I think also what's what's really good to mention is that those card use cases um, are basically two ways. It could be a brand that offers cards to their own end customers um, to get all the benefits that we just mentioned, but it can also be the use cases um, that we briefly touched upon, which are the internal efficiencies, so travel agencies, marketing agencies, um, the deliveries and all those uh, delivery services that are now popping up. Um, they all need payment infrastructure and payment services for their own employees um, to enable smooth operations and operational efficiency. And for that, obviously, just for the 
you know, the internal customers, which are your employees, um, uh, cards can also be a very efficient um, method. Um, also, obviously, for the C CFO to to make sure that um, the employees have the right tools to um, to yeah. pay for all the expenses that are coming up every day. Let me yeah. give you a specific example. I was speaking last week with a with a CFO of a of, yeah. of um, they are a, a big a big retailer across Europe, and and he was telling me. Um, the virtual cards are changing uh, the way uh, we are operating within the company because until okay. now, uh, employees had to ask for their superior's card in order to do payments. So, for instance, if you have to do a payment in Amazon because uh, you need to buy, I don't know, uh, but maybe you need to buy uh, some books, okay, uh, yep. and you have to pay uh, 57 uh, euros uh, for a couple of books. Um, then what you'll do, because you don't have yet a card, uh, you'll have to ask for your manager or even your uh, someone from the finance uh, department to give you a card, right? Yeah. And and then you will borrow that card and you make the payment. But then the problem is that at the end of the month, you don't really know who made the payment, right? And then the, 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 the traceability of the transaction is lost. Now, yeah. what they are doing is that through our virtual cards, when an employee says, I need to pay 57 euros on Amazon, uh, the manager directly can issue instantly a virtual card with 57 euros, which only will be uh, um, um, uh, paying on Amazon. Okay. Yep. And you directly give that virtual card one time use to your employee. So you see, yep. you, are a stream, you can streamline the whole process. And yeah. indeed, you can tap into uh, internal operation efficiencies with such a payment methods and, and increase uh, those levels of productivity and empower uh, those employees. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, and also maybe what's really interesting to mention is that if someone wants to tap into this opportunity, you don't need to meet with any like you know old school sales rep and go through a typical RFP process. But um, what's super or, or modern feature of um, banking as a platform providers like Hubook is that you provide a sandbox, you provide APIs for that um, that you know are so quickly to deploy. I think that's also um, something to highlight as well. Yes, and I'm sure that uh, now our listeners uh, will go uh, directly to Hubook.com and they will check documentation. <laughs> and you will find. You will find yeah. over there our public uh, available API. But yeah. if you are scary of that, okay, and still, yeah. um, what we can tell you that sometimes we were scary uh, because we have some partners that just give us, uh, and I'm not kidding, uh, 800 PDF pages document, and that was their API, and we had to integrate right <laughs> against the API. We did okay. an exercise of uh, creating a. a extremely lean API where you yeah. are able to integrate directly uh, such capabilities into your products. And you'll see that you'll have the sandbox and you'll see the guide. So yeah. as a developer, uh, you can quickly start operating uh, such a services. But if still uh, the API can create confusion, uh, we are also helping from out of the box frontend. Yeah. Okay, out-of-the-box solutions that are already integrated with our API. Yeah. And you can just directly put your logo and brand on top of that, maybe Neobank uh, native app, and yeah. just give it to your customers, right? So that also is a, another possibility to access uh, Hubook um, 
products is that you can either go directly through the API and access yeah. everything that you need from there, or you can count on our white label front end, right? Can be app, can be yeah. uh, uh, um, a desktop uh, panel. Um, and then you can directly issue your product capability without taking time on developer yeah. uh, and integration time and, and so on. Yeah, it's just, that's a really, um, really interesting point. And I think that's one of the big success factors of, um, of Fubox because all of your, or I assume most of the non-financial um, customers that you will, you will gain and that you will have, they don't know anything about, about banking, right? So they, they, they need a partner who makes this process extremely easy to integrate. So you don't need to read 800 page um, PDFs. I mean, that's, that's obviously for, from the API development perspective, but also from um, the, the whole backend uh, processes that come into play that are under the hood of Hubook that you as a non-financial brand don't necessarily need to get involved with. So this frictionless onboarding and to make it as easy as possible for any brand and even getting the front end from your side. Um, I think that's, that's, that's one of the biggest success factors because um, obviously those, those customer groups, they still need to be educated about what yeah. the, what is embedded banking how do you integrate yeah. cards and accounts yeah. and payments and i think that's a very very interesting point and um yeah yeah, yeah no you're, you're fully right and what we do yeah. with our brands when when a customer comes to us and, and 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 because in their mind it's very clear that they want to better serve the customer better retain them and drive uh, more more revenues uh, right yeah. from, from their from their business activities that's clear for them so what we explain them is just please keep doing what you are doing, right? Uh, keep focusing on your value proposition, and yep. and you know on the distribution of of that value proposition. Now you will be able to offer payments or cards or a bank account, but yep. we will take care of it from the back office perspective. So yep. just keep doing what you are doing and what you know the best because we will be then just acting as a partners in the shadow, because that's very important. Your end customer will never ever perceive that Hubook is there, yep. right? So you can provide that banking experience under your brand without not worrying on the rest, right? Because as a non-financial company, you do not have to enter into that territory. That's Hubook territory exactly. and that's how we serve our customers. Yeah, that's interesting. And um, I mean, if you look at the global markets, obviously there are the big brands that uh, and the big embedded banking case studies that everyone knows from Shopify to Apple to um, Google, who will launch a Google Pay account next year. Um, yes. There's Grab, there's Uber. I think obviously the, the invisible payments of Uber are always a, a good example um, and, and so on. But uh, obviously it's a, it, it is a growth market um, and um, the usual partners now in the case of Apple, it's Goldman Sachs. Um, Uber has partnered with BBVA. Um, what do you think as an outlook on this industry and on this on this wave of embedded banking, um, who will win? Is it the fintechs or do you think the big traditional banks can catch up and also integrate such um, banking as a platform services as, as a part of their offering? Mm. Uh, that's a very good question, and and the reason is that uh, we are <laughs> working with banks. So Hubook yeah. is, act, is is nowadays collaborating with banks. So uh, those banks they are either uh, partners of Hubook, okay, and you can access yeah. bank capabilities through our platform, or those same banks are customers yeah. of Hubook because uh, they can uh, issue their products faster with us than if they do it 
with their internal uh, operations and compliance uh, things. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So uh, banks will be an ally on, on what needs to come. But what they need to understand is that, um, and, and, and our partners and customer banks, they, they do that very, very, in a clever way. They are not the center of the financial product anymore. Okay, now the center of that financial product is the customer. And that's why we are creating the contextual uh, fintech capabilities around him. So how the banks will adapt into that new scenario where um, they are becoming contextual, uh, yeah. that's going to be very important for them. So they can either use platforms like CAS, yeah. where you know we can uh, guarantee a compliance firewall uh, platform uh, for them, right? So they can start uh, getting revenues from customers that they were not yeah. able to reach out uh, before, and they can do it through Hubook. Um, yeah. Or they can also become uh, th th their own, they can build up their own um, uh, platforms. So for instance, BBVA is a great example of that. Yeah. Right? Uh, BBVA is is developing this, this, this open uh, platform that you can access through APIs such as services. Right. Yeah. So they, there is a play also to do that with a bank. Uh, yeah. The only uh, maybe a friction that we see here is that when you have to scale that into global, right? Yeah. How is it possible that that Hubook in such a short term uh, period of time we just become global? Well, it, it, it the, the secret lies on our modularity cap capability, right? Yeah. We are able to to integrate with different processors, car manufacturers, KYC providers, AML providers, a lot of. Uh, fintech providers that at the end yeah, empower yeah. the whole uh, value chain of, 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 yeah, yeah. of financial products. But also we are able to plug and play with different banks across yeah, the globe, yeah. right? So that possibility gives us um, uh, a specific issuing capabilities in countries uh, where we can deploy uh, solutions just by plugging and play with local regulators, yeah, right? Yeah. So by implementing a global platform on top of those uh, banks, uh, this is where we believe that is going to be the next uh, innovation, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, step here. So, we, uh, but of course, first those banks need to understand that they need they, they have a, a, an important role to play because from our perspective, they are holding the licenses, they are holding those databases, right? Yeah. So they need we need them in that case we see them as allies and and we want yeah, just right. to be part uh we want to help them right to keep yeah, doing right. that transformation uh into such a modular um platforms and and you know be able to offer those products as a service yeah absolutely i think that that's uh, in general a new movement that most banks will now partner up with fintech companies on eye level like as you just said, like partnering with Hubook as a as a strategic partner in that case as well, and and also with BBVA, what I've also seen from my time at Holvi, obviously it's a benchmark for everyone because they they have early on invested so much in the digital transformation. They invested in fintechs. They bought up fintechs like Holvi. Um, they have completely restructured their internal uh, organization and organizational structure and processes and so on. So um, so I think that's that's really the key for the traditional banks that they understand directly from the leadership perspective that the, the market is changing and uh, technology is, is the key for that. So um, that uh, that it, it starts with that. And then, of course, you need to um, follow up with your organizational structures and processes and um, and then use the right technology. Either you build it in-house, not everyone can do that, or then you partner up with fintechs like Hubook. 
And yes. um, if I would just put it in a nutshell, embedded banking, obviously a huge opportunity, um, especially for non-financial brands um, that already have an established customer base. Um, for them, it's obviously um, a, a really good um, opportunity now to redefine the value proposition, to be super user-centric, um, to launch their own financial services that they can really tailor with specific target groups by combining their own data as well as new financial data, which then can really create proprietary um, data sets for innovation. And of course, what you also just mentioned, the interchange fee with the cards, for example, that's a very interesting additional revenue stream. And I think overall, it's really about improving the user experiences and make banking more seamless, more frictionless, um, to increase the client retention, and especially that you are really moving into this data play where you can really get uh, transactional data, you can get account data, um, and combine it with the user data you might already have as a brand and um, use that to really create better experiences. So I think this will be a really interesting time over the next years to see which brands like Apple, obviously they're leading it, and a lot of um, software as a service companies that integrate more and more banking services and, and really capture most of their clients with that and are super sticky. And if the banks, obviously, they also have uh, big, big choices to make. If they will be the product infrastructure only, if they partner with fintechs, if they can are able to build it themselves, or if they even move into um, new verticals. Because at the end of the day, if you really think that thought to the end, um, it's, it's non-financial brands that embed banking. And what options do the banks have left? What do they embed? Um, so this will be super interesting to see um, how it plays out. And um, I would suggest, obviously, everyone to visit whobook.com to check out your APIs and to check out your um, product offering a little bit more in detail. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to see um, how whobook will develop in the future. Um, and I think it's going to be extremely exciting. Thank you, Adrian. I, I really appreciate, uh, again, that you invited us for this talk. And also, we really appreciate uh, the, the thought leadership right? that you are as, uh, from, from Ross Republic we are creating yeah. around this topic because uh, we believe that uh, we need more and more education on the topic Absolutely. because it is not just yeah. for Apple, right, to issue their own card. It's also for our SMEs in our in our countries to be able to access such yeah. a services. And here is where Hubook wants to to help them. So so your work also as a as a firm that helps yeah. from a consulting perspective, advisory perspective, and also thought thought leadership perspective yeah. is very very useful so thank you thank you for that yeah fully agree <laughs> so thank you ignacio um and um yeah i wish you a nice week and um i think our listeners uh, will anyways hear more from hubok and ross republic and embedded banking in the future on this podcast great thank you very much have a good week yeah you too bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>